It is Tuesday, October 26th, and this is the K-O-L-L Mid-Season Extravaganza. My man, welcome into the podcast, kicking off the mid-season show here. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Um, doing just fine. I don't, I don't want to jump the gun on your record, obviously, because the Monday night game is going on right now. Uh, I know it's a pipe dream for you to pull off a victory, but I don't want to jump the gun. So we'll keep you at four and two on the season. Um, uh, before I ask you any questions, I just want to hear from you firsthand. How are the Atlians looking halfway through this season? Um, honestly, it's better than I thought we were going to be. Um, I totally thought uh, I was going to lose a lot of the games that uh, ended up winning. So I'd say we're pretty lucky, but also, you know, hard work pays off, you know. So Absolutely. And I, I'm right there with you if we're going to be honest about it on not expecting you to to be at four wins right now, but here you are and you're sitting there. Uh, the first question I want to ask you is, I mean, much maligned at so far on the podcast, um, had a couple of analysts come on and just question your ability um, as an owner, as a, a fantasy manager. Um, is there anything you'd like to clap back at uh, those two particular analysts on uh, the at success so far this year? Um. I just like to say they sound exactly like the Yahoo analysts and uh, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about half the time. So yeah, that's about all I got is they, they, they just don't know. And Amen. also I'll, I'll start right, stop right there and say that it's ET aliens. Um, I'm actually kind of disappointed. You didn't pick up on that one. I assumed you'd be an outcast fan. Um, but yeah, it is a, I, I it is a play. It a play on that, but yeah, it, it's a play on ETN and the AT Aliens album and or. So we're the Etsy Aliens. ET Aliens. ET Aliens. That is much easier to say and makes a lot more sense than Etlians. Um, so thank you. Um, so a, a question I need to ask you firsthand now that we are halfway through the season. Um, a big talking point for the – I forgot how to say it again. Say it? <laughs> E.T. Aliens. Like E.T. E.T. Aliens. A big talking point for the E.T. Aliens preseason. Um, post-draft was uh, the Eagles player selections. Um, uh, first of all, I want to know how you're feeling about the two big names that you no longer have on your roster – that being Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager. Uh, I kind of want to hear, you know, on the podcast here for the public, what was what went behind the decision to trade away Devontae Smith? Um, Devontae Smith was 
sort of a calculated risk. I know he's going to do well, but at the same time, for how long? Because, I mean, you have his size factor. Granted, they're not hitting like they used to, but I his uh his hands kind of worried me. There was a lot of drop balls early. That this should have been like easy catches. So, also, I got a first round pick out of it. Now, I did end up giving McCall Hartman back <laughs> to uh, the Melonheads, but frustration. So, yeah, I would have been frustrated with the move also. Um, I mean, I'm kind of with you. And as long as Jalen Hurts is playing quarterback for the Eagles, Devontae Smith is is a, a middling wide receiver three at best. So I'm with you there. And let's talk about Jalen Hurts because he's on your team also. Number two quarterback on the season in fantasy football. That is all well and good. I know you're an Eagles fan. What is your honest-to-God outlook? Is Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles for the remainder of this season? For this season, yes. If they if they plan on keeping him for the next three years, maybe – they keep him as a starter. I mean, he's only played, what, three, four? He started four games last year, and then the beginning of this season, you got to give the kid a chance. I, th- I think a lot of people have quarterbacks on such a short leash, like they expect everybody to be like Tom Brady out the gate, and that's just not how football works, especially in the NFL. And uh, I think he's good. I think the coaching is not good. I think that's the, their main problem is their scheme. They finally started to run the ball last week or this past Sunday, and they scored on the opening drive. Like, I, I mean, it sucks. He got hurt because, you know, I own him on the team, but also he, he's one of my favorite running backs. But, like, they finally gave him the ball, and they actually drove down and scored. Like, it, it's pretty obvious that they need to give the run game to open up the pass that makes sense. you you would know it makes perfect sense because um as you mentioned that's kind of how football works ask the kansas city chiefs uh about their struggles passing the football this year you got to run the ball and if you're not going to run the ball Jalen, i mean sanders may be their best player on offense if you're not going to give him the ball you're gonna have a hard time i would like to say just on my personal uh, opinion of jalen hurts is he is wildly inaccurate <laughs> He has a fantastic arm. He can make all of the throws, but is wildly inaccurate in key moments, especially. And yeah. I do not, I do not believe he is going to be on the Eagles roster next season. But time will tell. I think Gardner <laughs> Minshew will play quarterback for the Eagles this year. <laughs> you think they're going to go after Deshaun Watson, or are they going to wait till that whole thing plays out? <sighs> I do not know, but I do not believe he has a future as a starting quarterback. And uh, he, too too big of a, a personality, as they say. Same thing with Cam Newton. I know it's a different situation, second-year player, former MVP. But it's a similar situation. <laughs> if he's on the team, he's hard not to put on the field. But he is not an effective quarterback. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see for the Eagles going forward. Um, I just kind of wanted to hear a little Eagles perspective because I know you uh, – you have a little stake in the Eagles roster, so yeah. just wanted to hear that. Um, 
A couple of bright spots for you. Michael Pittman is certainly on the rise. Another big game this past week. But really, Austin Eckler is RB4 on the season. Uh, that is including this week. So even with the bye week, still RB4 on the season. Uh, he's been your midseason MVP, and I'm sure you appreciate having him on the roster. Yeah, I do. I actually had a chance to trade him away to uh, uh, beast mode for Emmanuel Sanders and I forget who else, but both were like very solid receivers after like week three. And I was a little regretting it, but at the same time I had no other running backs that could produce what Eckler produces. So I'm happy with him. I'm glad I have him. Uh, For what it's worth, I think you made the right decision. Um, Not just for this year, but I mean, dynasty format, I'm sure you're going to want Eckler more than Emmanuel Sanders next season. That's for sure. All right, Mr. Thank you for taking this call, kicking off the mid season show here uh, again, four, four and two, four and three, probably, but we'll see. Uh, Let me know right now. At eat, eat, uh, E.T. Aliens. Say it aliens. again. E.T. E. Aliens. Like aliens. E.T. Aliens. E.T. Aliens. Yeah. Teams make the playoffs this year. Tell me what it's going to take for you to be one of those six teams. Uh, honestly, I think my team just needs to actually perform to what they can do. Um, other than that, I just got to – I got to work on personally playing the right guys at the right time because I think I am terrible at that. So – I, I don't think it would be my team necessarily as much as it would be me deciding on who to play. So you are taking credit as the manager for your losses so far this season? Yes. yes. Just Those wanted to hear coming out of your mouth. Fantastic. E.T. Aliens. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast again and kicking off the mid-season show. We'll talk no again. Problem. Thanks for having me. Bye. See you. All right, welcome back. And before we get to the mid-season award show part of the podcast, I felt it necessary to break down week seven because we haven't gotten there yet. So K-O-L, K-O-L-L, week seven action. Here is how it went down. First, it was the Long Island Beasts falling to the Melonheads. The Melonheads, congratulations, getting your first win, 147 to 142. Just a fantastic first win for the Melonheads. Great to see it. Every team in the KOLL now has a victory. I love to see it. The Devante's Inferno stormed into the E.T. Elians pronounced it correctly, and took another victory, 171 to 151. Devontae's Inferno, 6-1. And the E.T. Aliens are 4-3. In our next matchup, the Longest Yard defeats Nick Top Greg Bottom, 165.5 to 177. The Longest Yard also moving to six and one, Nick top break bottom four and three. 
Um, whose Justice Beaver survives Austin 316, 129.58 to 128.78, a 0.8 point victory, and Austin 316 with another did not play. Could Darius Tony did not play this week, but he was in the lineup. Had Austin 316 just put in Le'Veon Bell's 1.4 points, it would have been another victory for Austin 316. Should have been. I think that's the second time this season. We'll talk to him about that a little bit later, don't you worry. Um, I think that's the second time this season that Austin 316 has lost a game because he did not fill out his roster. Ladies and gentlemen, Tinker freaking stinker make sure those lineups are set come on now and in the last matchup the oracle our lowest scoring team on the week falls to the delongles 61.8 to 121.98 interestingly enough the second lowest scoring team this week was the delongles and he just about doubled up on the Oracle. Kind of like how they have been doing this season in terms of points. I said last week that the Longles were the highest scoring team. And they were more than doubling up on the Oracle. That's holding true. The Delongles are no longer the highest scoring team. That belongs to the Devontae's Inferno. 1,202 points for the Devontae's Inferno. Uh, very impressive um, I wanted to, I was making a note, um, Forever Unclean, there's been some talk about him scoring a lot of points but not getting wins. So I was kind of curious and I took a, a look at it. One, two, three, four, five, six teams. Six teams have scored more than Forever Unclean this year. So I heard some talk about him being very unlucky. Uh, maybe he's just not getting it done. I don't know. See, now I'm rambling and I feel like I'm talking shit on Forever Unclean. I'm not. It was just something that stuck out to me is that that's kind of been a conversation. Uh, I agree he has gotten unlucky. It seems like when he does score his high points, his opponent just happens to score even higher points. So I understand it completely. But there's been some down weeks. That goes, that hangs true for just about everybody except for Devontae's Inferno and Longest Yard. Um... I, I don't think they've really had a bad week yet this season. You know, who's Justice Bieber? Um, as you'll find out, is number one in the AB poll. And he's had several bad weeks, just happened to play teams who were even worse. Um, speaking of him, the second lowest points against. And again, this is a, a, a team who last year had the number one defense in the league for quite a while. And it it's showing up I, again. I mean, defense wins championships. And that holds true. That's why the the ET aliens are four and three with a negative over under, uh, negative plus minus. You know, they're 16 points. They've given up 16 more points than they've actually scored on the season. And that's because they, they play good defense. And that's what gets it done. The, the outlier here is that the lowest points against team so far this year is the Oracle. But obviously with a negative 350 uh, plus minus on the season. Obviously, he's not winning any games. Um, any other interesting plus minuses on here? Um, the thick dicks actually are plus f almost 40 on the season. I'm um, 30. They're plus 31 on the season, are two and five. 
that that hurts, uh, obviously, but that just goes to show you. Again, defense wins championships, and you know if you're giving up a lot of points, I know some of you think this is fantasy football. You don't actually play any defense, but you know what? You do. You do. I, I believe in, in fantasy defense, and you know sometimes that's the nature of the beast. You got to play the game, and defense ultimately is what gets it done. You're you know your opponent doesn't score more points than you. You win. And that's the way it works. So we are going to kick it now over to the AP poll. Um, Standings currently here at the midseason. There is definitely some people who are going to be just kind of mixing in on this podcast. I'm sure you've already heard. Again, I'm rambling. What the fuck? Let's go over to the midseason award show or maybe another interview. Or I guess we're going to the AP poll because that's what I said originally. I got the vaccine today and I was really anxious about it and it was it felt like somebody flicked me on the shoulder. I was I was worried about the pain. I don't you know, I'm a grown ass man, but I was worried about the pain. It felt like somebody flicked me on the shoulder. But anyway, I had a lot of adrenaline going and then I kinda of felt sick afterwards because I was coming down off of that and now I'm doing this podcast, so yeah. Here we go. Hey people, take it away. Nick Top, Greg, bottom, welcome back to the podcast for the midseason extravaganza. How's it going, Stefan? Uh, so, first of all, I just want to say that first link that I sent you was you. It's meant for someone else. And I was sitting here for like two minutes and he's not coming on the podcast. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I look down and I see the little A and I was like, oh shit, I sent it to the wrong person. So, anyway. We are here now. You are four and three and currently sitting as the fifth seed in the KOLL, which again is a playoff team. Six teams make the playoffs. Um, how, how, how do you feel about Nick Top, Greg Bottom, as we are here now at the midseason show? Um, coming off this last week, I'm kind of still perturbed about everything that transpired. Um, starting from Thursday night, not realizing that uh, Peoples-Jones had a groin injury just before game time. I left him in, could have played three of my players, um, would have would have got me the W if in, in, in place of his zero. Um, um, sp- spoke with another um, 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 <laughs> spoke with another team owner about a specific Green Bay Packer. And I guess everyone can, can figure out who I was talking to and um, kind of, he, he shushed me away from take getting Lazard off my taxi squad. And he ends up having 17 points. Um, and then just Kamara going off last night and Collins doing nothing, totally going against my own personal, my own personal belief to not use, or even draft or pick up Seattle running backs. I just have that personal opinion about them, and it, it came to fruition uh, last last night. Amen. That is exactly how I feel about Tennessee Titans. I can't draft them. <laughs> Oh, boy. Anyway, so on the season right now, you have Kyler Murray, who is the number two quarterback, probably the MVP favorite so far this season. And really, honestly, Cooper Cup is by far the number one receiver. I was just statting out some wide receivers just uh, just about 20 minutes before this call. 
And Cooper Cup's stats are so impressive that it made everybody else around him look terrible. I was <laughs> it, incredible. Look, Cooper Cup. 56 catches, 809 yards, and nine touchdowns through seven games. That is incredible. That is that is astounding. And he just fell into my lap. Um, the Melonheads offered him up, and I gave up basically nothing for him. Um, I gave like I say my best player was um, uh, Williams from from the rookie from Denver. And I mean, he's been okay, but he's no Cooper Cup. <laughs> Nobody appears to be Cooper <laughs> Cup. And I heard a rumor that he and Matt Stafford go out to breakfast together almost every day. And I think that probably has something to do with it. Listen, wide receivers, take your quarterbacks out for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, definitely got something going there. They better keep that up. It's incredible. Two touchdowns, four times. Just an incredible player. It's unbelievable. Um, what else did I write down? Hold on. Uh, okay, but you do have some disappointing performers on your team so far this year, specifically Keenan Allen, who is the wide receiver 33 on the season. Just one touchdown and has a capped high of 15.5 points. Uh, Mike Williams clearly had taken over the wide receiver one for the Chargers this year. Do you think Keenan Allen has potential to get back up into that wide receiver two range, or is this kind of what we're going to see from Keenan Allen? Um, hopefully he can, he can pick it back up and get back into the, you know, he's had, a, he had a couple games, 19 points, um, both against pretty soft defenses though. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's tough. There's so many, you know, just so many players. They, they just spread the ball around everywhere. And, and it's kind of, it, I mean, it is difficult with, uh, with Mike Williams being on the other side, because he's definitely been breaking out this year um, after some dis disappointing previous years. Um, hopefully he can keep it up because um, I kind of needed, I need to rely on him to be that, you know, a, a, a a receiver at times and and that flex player so hopefully uh hopefully you can keep putting some points up still better oh, yeah. than most of my other players though <laughs> that's fair um one more player on your team i want to bring up is Zachis goddard's oh i'm sorry that's two players i mean zach Ertz and <laughs> dallas goddard um yeah. Now, now that they are separated, I mean, I wouldn't mind having both of these guys in my starting lineup every week. Uh, do you do you project big things for these two tight ends? Yeah, um, when I saw Zach Ertz became available, I snatched him up, knowing that most likely, I kind of called it. I called it with a bunch of my friends that he was going to probably play his last game in Philly and then get traded to Arizona after um, the Arizona tight end went down, um, and I was right. And that's pretty much why I grabbed him. And now I've got the, the Murray Ertz stack, which paid off big last week. It wasn't enough, but still big when you can swing, you know, get a 21 point swing, um, you know, with one play. Uh -huh. um, and Dallas Goddard, he should be seeing more targets in Philly. Unfortunately, no one seems to know what's going on in Philly. Um, with that offense, uh, the coach seems lost. The quarterback is just looking to run because he's scared. Apparently, I don't know, but uh, I, hopefully he can I see think, some more targets. 
I think the big problem with Philly is that Jalen Hurts just isn't very good. Uh, there's, there's definitely that. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we are here at the midseason. So um, Nick Top, Greg Bottom, I'm going to let you close out this call here. Tell me what we can expect from your team the rest of the season. Well, um, you're definitely going to see some fight. Um, my projections might be low, but I, I try to I try to over uh, overachieve every week. Um, and I mean, I've been I've been averaging around 150 every week. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the my unlucky streak comes to an end here, and I can just start uh, stacking some wins together. Yeah, you're gonna keep it. It's getting a little. It's getting a little congested there in the middle for those that those last two playoff spots. Kind of a a tiered uh, league we have going on here. But um, thank you uh, for coming on to the podcast again, and I'm sure we'll give you a call another week. Yeah, man. Anytime. All right, brother. Bye. Later. All right, here we go. Welcome to the mid-season extravaganza slash mid-season award show, whatever the fuck, I don't care. So we have reached the midway point of the KOLL season, and here is how we stand in the Acolytes division. The longest yard is 6-1. and one. The Delongles are 5-2. and two. Forever Unclean is 3-4. And, and Austin 316s bringing in the rear at 1-6. and six. In the corporation division, whose Justice Beaver is six and one? The ET Elians, we found out the correct pronunciation for this team name is four and three. The Long Island Beasts are three and four. The Oracle, bringing in the rear at one and six. And in the Acolytes division, I already said that, so we're going to go over to the Ministry division. Devante's Inferno, highest scoring team in the league thus far, is six and one. Nick Top Greg Bottom is four and three. Those thick dicks are two and five, and the melon heads are one and six. Officially, every team in the league is on the board with a victory. Very satisfying. Congratulations again to the melon heads. And now I want to kick you with the AP top twelve at the midseason. Number twelve is the Oracle. Number 11, Austin 316. Number 10 is the Melonheads. Number 9 is those Thick Dicks. Number 8, Forever On Clean. Number 7, the Long Island Beasts. Number 6 is the E.T. Aliens. Number 5, Nick Top, Greg Bottom. Number 4, the DeLongles. Number 3, Devante's Inferno. Number two is the longest yard, and number one for the second straight week, who's Justice Beaver? What's going on, League? It's who's Justice Beaver again, dropping the line this week, taking on the longest yard. Number one against number two, yet again, I have a habit of winning these games, and this week is going to be absolutely no different. Bring Tom Brady, bring him to me, put him on a platter. It's over. Longest yard, you may be the favorite this week, but it's going to be who's Justice Beaver on top. Believe that. What's going on? Dean, welcome back into the podcast. I was sitting here and I was waiting for you to come on for like a full minute, maybe 
I realized that I sent the link to the wrong person. <laughs> so, uh, that explained a lot. Well, anyway, Austin316, welcome to the podcast. As I said, you are sitting at one in six so far this year, um, but there are some bright spots. There are some bright spots. Tell me a little bit about A.J. Brown and his performance this week with Ryan Tannehill. Off to a slow start, but had a big game this week. Are they going fi- to start to figure it out? Yeah, I believe they're going to start figuring out because they had the same issue last year to uh, begin the season. I mean, except for last year, it didn't take until like week seven. But it, last year and this year, rough start. And now they finally had the uh, connection, the chemistry. Well, I tell you what, those Titans are looking pretty good. Uh, um, I, I don't like it, but I know you do. <laughs> yeah, two solid wins against the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, absolutely. Those are supposed to be the best two teams in the league, so great wins. Uh, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, hopefully on the rise for you. Um, yeah. Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs, two young running backs who really got it done this week and seem to be taking over the backfields. I mean, Jacobs had it already, but Harris specifically seems to be getting those those first-team reps to himself. Um, do you like the prospects of these two young running backs going forward in a dynasty setting? So beyond this season, for Harris, I'm more I like him a little bit more, just because he's actually starting to do things. Jacobs is more so if he can really stay healthy, and that's that. Because I mean, I mean, I also have do also have Dalvin Cook, but he's just been hurt. Yeah. So I mean, if they stay healthy, I like him, but. That's the problem is you never know what you're going to get with him week to week. Yeah, that is the Harris, that, Harris I like, though. Absolutely. That is the key is to stay healthy. And somebody I'm sure you're hoping to stay healthy. Now, one in six, we are speaking for the future here. Um, you're not really looking like a playoff team, although stranger things have happened. Kadarius Tony had burst onto the scene for the New York Giants those two those two weeks in a row before taking that injury. He yeah. looks like a stud to me. What do you think? Kadarius Tony, will he make it in the NFL? Can he stay healthy? I know you and I both have seen him in college and the injury issues he had. Do you think he's sustainable? I, I think he could be. He's got some upside. And as long as the Giants there get some line to help uh Danny Dimes get some uh, protection. But, I mean, I think he's got some upside. I think he can ball out in the future. Absolutely. I I mean, I think if he can stay healthy, he could easily be a wide receiver one. I mean, you see he's the shiftiness from college. Wasn't sure if it would translate, but it sure looks like it's translating to the NFL. The kid just needs to stay healthy. Most definitely. I mean, that's also maybe – a slight biased opinion, but you know that you can't get biased for ten for one eighty nine. I yeah, mean, that's true. True. You know, he's proved it. He's proved it. Now he's got to stay healthy, stay on the field, and and I think he can get it done. Well, they call um, him the human, uh, uh, whatever that that his nickname is, the uh, the human boy. joystick. Yeah, joystick. That's what I was thinking of. I couldn't spit there it out. Yeah. There you go. 
All right, so one more name I want to bring up. Again, we're speaking of the future, and also I want to hear your honest opinion on this player. Trevor Lawrence is currently a QB1 on the season, and I think he looks terrific. What do you think about Trevor Lawrence? Listen to uh, NFL Live today, and if they uh, keep giving him uh, play-action passes, oh, when he uh, on those plays. So if they keep doing it, giving him play action passes his rookie year and keep building because they Jack, I don't know if they're the youngest, but they're one of the youngest teams in the NFL and they're getting some good talent. So, I mean, he he's going to have a solid squad, I think, in the potential future. Maybe not like this year or next year, but down the road, I think he could be a very solid option. Okay, and so as a Titans fan, are you worried about the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars? As an offense, a little bit. I haven't really watched, haven't watched much of their defense, but I mean, it's not good. It's not, yeah, it's not good. I would say if they're if they can get their defense around a little bit, I'd be a little bit worried because who? I mean, as a Titans fan, who knows with down the road in a few years was like. Tannehill's not going to 32. And then if they keep force feeding Henry, like who knows how many years he's going to like maybe like three or four uh, wear and tear, you know how that works with running backs. So, but I mean, it's kind of hard to project. Like, I mean, depend on the draft too. I can sense I can sense the quiver in your voice. I know you're scared and you're playing nice on the podcast, but that's okay. Uh, I just got a two one closing statement and then I'll give you the floor for a second. Um, you're having a, a, a DNP issue. Let me ask you something. Austin 316, do you tinker stinker? Yeah, I, I missed the first part. What was the first part? Uh, you, you've had some DNPs in your lineup, some did not plays in your lineup this year, um, including this week. This, I think this was the second week that had you uh, played a full roster, you would have won. So yeah. um, the question on the table is, Austin 316, do you tinker stinker? I well, Honestly, this week I, I was going to do it like right before kickoff, but then I, just, I had a lot of plans, no excuses. I didn't sit down until one o'clock, but uh, you're a busy man. Yeah, but I think that's just luck and a little bit, a little bad. Because I mean, I thought Tony was going to play this week, but I just I was very limited with uh, my roster. But it won't ever happen again, and I'm going to bounce back. You know, <laughs> I'm going to win week against whoever I play. Well, you're uh, you, maybe not. Maybe not this week. I play Jeremy. I think he's going to win it all. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Who's Justice Beaver, number one in the AP poll, uh, is the favorite to win it this year? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, very good team. Um, but hey, Austin three sixteen. The season's not over for you. Pull off a string of wins. Six teams make the playoffs. So yeah, we're um, only halfway se- there. There's still a second the season half is the not. Season. It is not dead. I believe in you. Um, so let's bring it home. All right, well, I think so far after – I think we're like at the midseason point that 
we got some pretty solid. I think, uh, like I just said, I think Jeremy's going to, uh, as of right now, bearing injuries. I think he he, he might have the team to uh, to win. Then uh, who's Justice Beaver? Maybe uh, he, he's a solid team, and so does uh, I think uh, that's Aaron uh, Nick Top Greg Bottom. Yeah, so, yeah. very solid name. Yeah, I might, I might have to add, but he's got a solid team, and then uh, so does Yardy. So I mean. I think the playoffs, like with those four teams, maybe wild card uh, uh, Dylan. I think uh, it could be a interesting uh, if those five teams stay healthy and just keep playing the way they're playing. I feel like the uh, the playoffs could be a in- very interesting one to watch. And I we'll, I agree with you. And we'll see what else half of the league does in the future, maybe in the, in the draft and whatnot. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I am excited for the dynasty. And, you know, to see these t- teams get built, these teams who are one and six, to see what they can do in the future. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a long race. It's not a sprint, as they yep. say. Um, so Absolutely. So Austin 316, thank you again for coming on the podcast and talking to us for this uh, mid-season extravaganza. Anytime. All right, brother. Bye. Titans. Whoa. <laughs> Welcome into the mid-season extravaganza. I have a four-man panel here with me. I got uh, Matthew Staff Infection, right? Yup. Yes. My brother Trayvon Siggs is here with us. What's Tony Romo Aligato, Mr. Roboto, is on the mic. And also on the mic is Mike from the KOLL. What's up, Mike? What's going on, Rams? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So we are going to draft some most valuable players. Then we're going to draft some least valuable players. We're going to do some risers and some fallers. And uh, talk about these players. You know, we're at the midseason. It's been a, a strange year of football. Um, before we even start, I one thing that really stuck out to me, I was I was statting out the wide receivers on the season. Cooper Cup is making everybody else look so inferior. I was like stat. I was like the number five wide receiver. I was like, he doesn't even look like he has good stats compared to Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's, it's crazy what he's doing right now. I think that was kind of you know a name that probably popped out to everybody when we're looking at MVP for this uh, this draft here, but it's nuts what he's doing. He's the first name on my list. Yep. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny too because when we had the conversation beforehand, we're like, "Well, everyone can't take Devonte Adams." And I'm looking <laughs> at stats. It's like. I'm not taking Devontae Adams. I'm taking Cooper Cup. So, I mean, it's crazy when you think about it that that how well he's doing. Well, may have spoiled the lead, if you will. We're going to kick it off by drafting. No, no, no. We are going to kick it off by drafting MVPs. I'm going to start this one in reverse order on my screen, which means Matthew Staff Infection has the first pick on the MVPs. So uh, take it away, Matthew. Well, spoiler, Cooper (laughs) Cup 
<laughs> Staff infection takes Cooper Cup. I assume for a lot of the reasons that we just said. Yeah, I mean the dude every single week. You know, the, I think the big thing you look for in a guy like that is consistency. You know, this guy just goes off every single week. Touchdown every single week. Hundred yards every single week. That, that's what you want. He's incredible. I wrote this down. Uh, his worst game is five for 64. If your worst game is five for 64, I think you're doing okay. He scored two touchdowns four times already this year. Unbelievable. Number two pick is going to Tony Romo Arigato, Mr. Robato, who is the second MVP. Uh, I, I got to go with Tom Brady. Uh, he's been pretty much unbelievable. He's the number one quarterback uh, on average. So, I got Brady. Can't, my pick, Bob. can't argue at all. So, we have our first wide receiver off the board. And our first quarterback is off the board. And, Mike, you are up with the third pick. I wanted to take Brady because I wanted to dance on everybody's grave how I took some shit for drafting him in the sixth round. Um, 18th quarterback overall. He is the number one overall quarterback, number one overall player by points scored. Um, okay, I got that out. Um, so thank you for your comments during the draft, Paul. Um, <laughs> I'll go quarterback again. Um, I'm going to take the quarterback two um, based on, you know, points scored. Um, and it's Jalen Hurts. He was drafted as the QB 16 in our draft. Um, so pretty far down there. Um, I think there's a lot of people coming into this year saying, you know, he's going to be, you know, a great fantasy quarterback. He's going to put up a lot of points, obviously, because of legs. Um, I didn't believe in it, basically, because I thought Philadelphia was going to suck. Um, I wasn't wrong about that. Um, but he's still putting up big points. So, you know, to be the quarterback, too, um, especially being, you know, the 16th quarterback off the board, it's MVP level stuff for me. Uh, I can agree with that. He's great. He's great for fantasy, but. I think you were right on him sucking because he's not good. <laughs> he's not good, but he puts up points. I, I did want to ask podcast. that. I just want to make sure I don't have something on the air. You said Jalen Hurts, the guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy from the Eagles. That Jalen Hurts. That Jalen Hurts somehow is the second best quarterback in the KOLL. So yep, I, Jay, I wish I wish Jalen Hurts like this in the actual draft, Mike. I wish, I wish, but no. <laughs> well, Jack has all the Eagle players, so. Yeah, you don't have to worry about them. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jalen Hurts was my number one MVP quarterback, which is also funny because I don't think he's going to finish this season as a starting quarterback. So, <laughs> interesting. Uh, Trayvon Siggs, you are up on the clock. Who's the fourth MVP? By the way, I was looking at the Jalen Hurts stats, and I couldn't believe he was the number two quarterback either. It's just astounding to me. He does um, three and a half quarters. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. I am going to go as my MVP with Jamar Chase. Um, he was the 26th wide receiver pre-draft. He's now number four. He's putting up crazy numbers. He's with Joe Burrow, who likes to throw it up to him any t- chance he can get. So that is going to be my MVP is Jamar Chase. 
Jamar Chase comes off the board, our second wide receiver to come off the board. That puts me up on the clock. And when I think of fantasy MVP, that's what I'm looking for. Who is outperforming ADP the most? And for me, I'm going to take a running back here, and I'm going to take Leonard Fournette, who is RB10 on the season, was not drafted there. That's for sure. And over the last, what was it? Over the last four games, he has 25 touches, 16 touches, 28 touches, 19 touches. He has double digits in all four of those games with a high of 24.7. The man has 27 catches on the season. Leonard Fournette has stabilized Tampa Bay's offense. Uh, Ronald Jones is non-existent. You fumble and you're dead. I am worried a little bit about his future because if Fournette puts it on the ground, he could be dead as well. But I'm going to take Leonard Fournette as a fantasy MVP, which I am thoroughly shocked I just said out loud. That's... I had him in my uh, in my risers category. I thought maybe I could steal him at the end there. Um, but yeah, he's been... He's been well, awesome. feel, feel free to talk about him then too. Okay, that puts me up on the clock again in the second round. I took my running back already. I'm going to take my wide receiver here. I'm going with Mike Williams, wide receiver for the the San Diego, I mean, Los Angeles Chargers. Through six games, the man has six touchdowns. He has he has won you a week four times. Four times this season, Mike Williams was a weak winning player. Unfortunately, does have two weeks where he uh, might have lost you a week. But he has been absolutely incredible. The man is huge. He is talented. And he gets it done. Mike Williams comes off the board to me, my wide receiver. Trayvon Siggs, you are on the board. Clock. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with an obvious one here, and I can't believe it hasn't been said yet. Derrick Henry is going to be my running back. Uh, just, just a monster. I don't know what else to say about Derrick Henry. He, anytime he touches the ball, he gets four yards. Um, just, I'm looking at his side. He had five games of over a hundred yards. He has three, three touchdown games. I mean, his worst game is first game at 58 yards, but after that, he's just been monstrous. So Derrick Henry is going to be my running back pick. Yeah, something that Derrick Henry's doing this year that he hasn't been doing in the past is he has 18 receptions on the season, which is is really a high mark through seven games for Derrick Henry. Uh, I'm I I can't pick him because he's a Titan, but uh, <laughs> don't forget, don't forget, he'll get you some uh, points in the air too. He yeah, he's, he got a touchdown pass as well, yeah. so it's crazy. Oh man, he uh, does it all. <laughs> does he does it all second pick of the second round is derrick henry and now whoever picked third mike is up on the clock <laughs> <laughs> right um uh similar to what you were saying before ramsey um kind of in terms of fantasy mvp talking about outperforming your you know your adp or you know where you're getting drafted specifically in our league um this guy was the 19th running back off the board um, he is now the running back two in our league. Um, he was drafted by a dog shit team. He plays on a dog shit team in the NFL, um, but it's DeAndre Swift. 
for where he was taken, um, and I think for what his expectations were, um, the production he's had has been, you know, great. Well, he is the wide receiver one for the Detroit Lions, so oh, that definitely <laughs> that definitely helps uh, a running back succeed in fantasy football. DeAndre Swift, that's a great pick. He's on my list. All right, fourth pick of the second round goes to Tony. So I'm going to follow in your lead, Ramsey, and say that this is someone I would never think I'd be picking in the second round of the fantasy draft. But Cordero Patterson was off, picked off of waivers and is the seventh, the seventh running back in our league, 19 and a half points a game. I, I'm stunned he's done so well, but that's who I'm taking second round. This this guy's honestly incredible. He does so much. I I mean, he looks like he's 22 years old. Like this is the player the Vikings thought they were drafting yeah. in the first round 10 years ago, and he's finally like reaching his potential. And he what an impressive player. Yeah, it's unbelievable that he's doing this after you know eight to 10 years ago the guy was just a kick returner, and now he's the seventh best running back, the seventh points wise best running back in a, in the league. Yeah. I I mean, running back wide receiver, whatever he did, there was a week this year where he was the number one running back and the number one wide receiver. I couldn't even make that go away. (laughs) That brings us to the last pick of the second round. Um, Maddie staff, you're on the clock for the turn two picks. So I'm, I'm going to first start with running back. And I'm going to go with uh, a guy that was taken pretty high, uh, but not as high as as others. Um, And that's Austin Eckler. Um, If you look at Austin Eckler, you see a guy that is 100% balanced. He has 356 rush yards, 242 receiving yards, 27 receptions, four rushing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns. And he plays on one of the low-key, I think, top five or at least top ten offenses in the NFL. You know, so my guy right now, Austin Eckler, he's going to be my running back selection. Um, And then for my third pick, I'm going to go with quarterback. You got to go with uh, the number two quarterback in fantasy right now, and that's Kyler Murray. Guy has just weapons all over the place. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the NFL, uh, AJ Green having a bit of a career renaissance, Rondell Moore coming out of nowhere. And then honestly, the backfield of Chase Edmonds, James Conner so far has been working out for them. You know, again, they're seven and oh, so obviously everything is working out for the Arizona Cardinals right now. Um, but Kyler Murray has kind of stolen the show, gets a lot of points too with his legs. He's kind of like, what the Eagles would like Jalen Hurts to be if Jalen Hurts were good. So, sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, got to go uh, Kyler Murray. Amen. And don't forget about Arizona's offense and that young, spry tight end they just traded for, some guy named Zach Ertz. That's right. All right, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Tony, you are up on the clock with your last MVP. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Antonio Brown. That's going to be my wide receiver choice. He was uh, chosen in the 13th round 
by the DeLongles and is the seventh best wide receiver uh, in the in our league. His relationship with Tom Brady has shown. Granted, he's had a couple weeks out, but when he's been on the field, he's been really productive. Um, he had the big game against the, the Cowboys, but also Miami and Philly with over 20 points. So going with Antonio Brown. Another great selection. He was drafted very late as well. I like those. Mike, you are up on the clock with your last MVP. All right. So for my last MVP, I need to take a wide receiver here. Um, I am going with Marquise Hollywood-Brown of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, He was drafted in the 11th round of our draft, the wide receiver 49. Uh, He's currently sitting as the wide receiver five in our league, the 19 overall player. Um, You know, I think after – you know, a little bit of time in Baltimore. Nobody really knew whether he was definitely going to be the guy. Could he be, you know, a number one wide receiver for Lamar? Um, it sure looks like it now. It really looks like, you know, Lamar's got a number one weapon out there, and, you know, he puts up a ton of points week in and week out. Yeah, what he's going to trade him away. I, he, <laughs> I was going to say, I, it's a funny story about Hollywood Brown is I made a trade earlier in the season for Odell Beckham. And uh, Hollywood Brown was a throw-in. <laughs> that worked. <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Trayvon. <laughs> All right, I got to take a quarterback here. I'm going to take somebody who was a fringe quarterback two and is putting up quarterback one numbers, and that's Derek Carr out of Las Vegas. Ooh. Guy's on fire right now. Has seven 300-yard passing games. He only has one dud at a seven-point game with Chicago. The rest have been 20 or above, and he's just been on fire lately. The team is a mess right now, but nobody can take anything away from him. The organization is a mess, but I think the the Las Vegas Raiders are so much better off now that John Gruden is out of town. They're still winning. Definitely. Definitely better. It is showing on the field. So that leads me to the last MVP selection, which is for me. And I had this plan that I was going to take this guy with this pick. And you guys left Matt Stafford on the on the court. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to take Matt Stafford because we expected him to be good. Who I'm going to take is Carson Wentz. This Whoa. guy is playing what? this guy is playing incredible right now. He was Average ADP 28 coming into the season. He is the quarterback 14. Now, hear me out. He started out very slow. However, over the last four games, he has been absolutely dynamite. The last three games, he's averaging over 20 points a game in fantasy football. He has just one interception and has thrown multiple touchdowns in five out of seven games. Carson Wentz has been absolutely phenomenal for the Colts and is going to continue to show in the win column for them as well. I think they end up winning this division. Yeah. Crickets, crickets. Crickets. That division's going to be tough. I don't know about that. I mean, there's Tennessee down there. The same idiot that traded Hollywood Brown had Carson Wentz as a quarterback, too. So tough scene. 
Carson Wentz was just selected as an MVP midseason extravaganza of the KOLL. Write it down. Here are our fantasy midseason MVPs. Our quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, and Carson Wentz. You heard that right. Carson Wentz rated higher than Derek Carr. Um, Our wide receivers are Cooper Cup, Mike Williams, Antonio Brown, Hollywood Brown. And now that I'm looking at this right now, oh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. I apologize. I wasn't sure if Patterson was a wide receiver or a running back. <laughs> He's both in our like, No. Our running backs are Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, Austin Eckler, and Cor Daryl Patterson. Stop it. I mean, any comments on those lists, gentlemen? Not a lot of names that uh, I would have expected back in August. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, there's, there's some big hitters definitely missing from there, but it's not a bad list at all. No Mahomes. No, he don't I'd deserve say, it. That's. I think I there's know. a couple names we were expecting that we might uh, we might hear on the LVP list coming up. We might now from the bright side to the dark side, we got our LVPs. We are going to go in the reverse order that we just did the last one in, which means I'll get the first pick and uh, Maddie staff infection down there. will get the last pick. So I am going to start us off and there are so many wide receivers. I mean, you think about how deep a fantasy draft is at wide receiver. The LVPs are deep. So I'm going to shy away from them. I'm going to start off with the running backs and I'm going to start off with Miles Sanders. He is the running back 35 on the season. He is actually behind Kenny Gainwell on the season and fantasy points he has he is averaging seven carries per game over the last five and now he's hurt miles sanders was a dumpster fire of a pick he was also picked by a dumpster fire of a team um (laughs) and that dumpster fire is going to feel that wrath so uh he he hit double digits one time that was mother note so i want to just throw that in all right trayvon Siggs, you are up on the clock uh, I am going to go with a wide receiver. He was supposed to be an RB, a wide out too. This year, Brandon Ayuk, I don't even know, plays football anymore. Uh, he's gone, like absolutely gone. He was supposed to be the other guy on the outside with Debo. Debo's the only one getting the ball. Ayuk runs routes, and that's about it. And as a guy who drafted him, I'm very upset still. So I Brandon will- Ayuk is going to be my LVP right now. I wanted to ask you, I think I might have just got my answer because I know that you are a fan of this particular NFL team. I was going to ask you if Brandon Ayuk was a, should he even be on a roster? No, I just, I'm dropping, I finally gave up and dropped him this week. So I don't have him anymore. And until, and I don't even know the quarterback situation over there. So until they show me that he can play football again. He's not worth having. Uh, I feel that. All right, Mike, you're on the clock. Who's your first LVP? All right. Um, I'm a little torn here because I don't, 
I don't like to hold injuries against people. I don't think you really can, but in this case, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I have to. I, Christian McCaffrey's got to stay on the field. And until then, it's an absolute bust, and it's a shame that he's getting taken, you know, as the first running back, you know, year after year at this point. I don't know how many games he's played over the last two years. Uh, it's not a lot. I'd say it's probably less than nine, ten. Um but, you know, until he proves he can stay on the field, I think he is – it's it's too much of a risk to have him on your team, and he's he's an LVP for me. That's fair. I can't argue. Um, I'm really good at trading him away, so – You're fantastic uh, at it. You screwed me I'm, last year, so. Yeah, very, very <laughs> good at trading Christian McCaffrey. I have a talent. All right. Um – Tony, I keep forgetting your name, and I have to think about it. You're up on the clock. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, with Stefan Diggs. I'm going to take a wide receiver position first. He was a third-round pick in our draft. He's the 20th-ranked wide receiver. He just he hasn't performed. A lot of it's – I don't necessarily blame him. I think Josh Allen, as he's grown as a quarterback – has started to hit all his targets, whether it's Beasley, whether it's Knox, whether it's the running backs, but and Sanders has now emerged as another target. Um, but you know, he's not a guy that you expect to be twenty the twentieth wide receiver in the league. I agree, and I did have him written down on my list, but here's what I think about the Bills and their offense. I think teams saw what happened last year and how Stefan Diggs was really the only option, and they keyed on stopping him, and and Josh Allen's been able to spread the ball around. I think we're going to see a little bit of a change-up in the rest of the season, but for this particular reason, the midseason awards, I don't disagree with Stefan Diggs being on the LVP list. That brings us to Maddie Staff Infection. Who you got? Well, I just want to, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, just say that uh, Trayvon Diggs has the same number of touchdowns as Stephon Diggs, just for the record. Just for the record. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I could if I could have picked Trayvon Diggs for uh, MVP, I would have done it. So, I, I think I got to stick with the wide receiver trend here. And you got to scroll way down on the list to find Calvin Ridley. Now, I know Julio left town, and I know the Atlanta Falcons are, are not really a good football team, but where Calvin Ridley was drafted, he's right now wide receiver 43, and he plays 71% of the snaps. He only has 31 receptions. He only has 281 yards. He only has two receiving touchdowns through seven weeks of the season. Where he was drafted versus his production, it's it's amazing how disappointing Calvin Ridley has been this season. I concur, Kyle Pitts, baby. <laughs> Gator Chomp. Um, and then I guess on the come around here, you know, going off of uh, you know, Mike's point, I hate, hate, hate holding injuries against somebody. But Saquon Barkley needs to stay on the football field. It's every single season. And every year he gets taken in the top 10, top 15. Dude just can't stay healthy. He can't be on the field. And I know the Giants are, again, not a good football team. But Saquon Barkley's got to stay on the field. And once again, second round, first round pick, he is just not produced. 
Yeah, even when he was on the field, he wasn't really getting it done. He had a big week right there before the injury, but overall, very disappointing. Absolutely. Okay, uh, Tony, who you got? Uh, I'm going running back position. I'm taking uh, Tony Gibson with Washington. He was third-round pick, 22nd running back uh, right now ranked. Um. Again, I don't really see it as necessarily his fault. It's not like he's not making the most of the opportunity, but it's honestly it's a similar situation to Sanders where they're just not using him. I mean, they're they're bringing in McKissick, they're bringing in some other guys, and he's just not getting the the touches, which is surprising. And it's kind of put him in this spot where he's, you know, twenty second, twenty second running back. So going with Gibson. I am most angry about Antonio Gibson. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Mike, you're up. All right. Um, this is a guy who I don't know, you know, generally around most fantasy leagues was taken super high. Um, but again, in the context of, of our league, specifically here, the KOLL, uh, Mr. Justin Fields was taken with the first pick of the second round, um, which I thought was ludicrous at the time. Um, and I think still stands because if you take a look at his game logs and what he has done this year, it's atrocious. I understand the Bears are not a great football team, but he is too athletic and too talented to be this bad week in and week out. I think his his season high for points is 13, something <laughs> like that. Um, he put up negative five last week against Tampa Bay. Um he was, you know, obviously he was drafted as the, I think, quarterback nine, and he is currently listed as the QB 34. Um, so somehow not even, you know, top 32 quarterbacks in the league. Um, so just really bad, really bad stuff from Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, we know, we do know what the owner of that team was doing with that selection, but uh, he was number two on my quarterback LVPs I, for, for those reasons. I have a feeling he still would have uh, would have found a team in the first three or four rounds had he not gone there. So, yeah, definitely two touchdowns, six interceptions. He has two games that he started and finished where he finished with less than seventy passing yards. Disgusting. <laughs> so bad. That's so bad. All right, Trayvon Six, you are on the clock. So I'm gonna go. Uh... I'm going to go with a guy who has gotten a lot of hype coming into the season during preseason and Mike Davis. He was around the 21st running back coming into the league, into the season, and he's been basically non-existent for a while now. Uh, it's Cordero Patterson's fault, obviously, but, I mean, he has 218 yard, 214 yards and one touchdown on the season, only averaging 3.2 per carry. So even when he gets the ball, he doesn't do anything with it. I mean, that's who I'm going with. Yeah, great, great pick. I mean, Mike Davis looks like he's 38 years old. <laughs> yeah. He might be. I don't. I don't even know how he's on a rock. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, okay, that gives me. Wait, I'm up. Yep, yep, I'm up. Right. Yeah, I got okay. I got two picks. <laughs> I got two picks. I'm up. I'm gonna get my quarterback <laughs> off the board. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 
This guy was a, a QB1. He was a QB1 since he took over as a starter. In fact, a top five quarterback since he took over as a starter. Uh, I'll be honest, I did not look up when he was drafted, but just like knowing what I know about the situation. Seven touchdowns, five interceptions. He's only gone over 300 yards one time on the season. Uh, one game with more than one touchdown pass. Overall, has been disappointing. And again, I know this is related to the fact that Derrick Henry just runs everybody over and they don't need to pass and yada, yada, yada. However, I with A.J. Brown there and Julio Jones there, you really thought Ryan Tannehill was going to even further outperform what he was already very impressively doing, and we're seeing uh, a little bit of his efficiency go down where he was extremely efficient in the past where he would just throw touchdowns, not throw interceptions, and it's kind of regressed to the mean a little bit here on Ryan Tannehill, and he's been very underwhelming this season. And then I am going to take my last pick. There's so many wide receivers still to pick, so many. But there's a particular stat I love so much, and for that reason, I'm going to take Robbie Anderson. <laughs> Robbie Anderson on the season has 18 catches. Anybody know how many targets this man has seen? No. No idea. 49. <laughs> Yikes. That means 31 of his targets were not caught. I mean, this is completely Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was – I was trying to decide should I take Tannehill or Darnold. Dar Sam Darnold's terrible. Forget everything that I said earlier in the season. The man is trash. Get him out of there. Get me Desha Deshaun Watson in there or something. Do something. He's horrible. Agree. Oh, my God. For P.J. Walker this week in case anybody was wondering. Oh, my P.J. Walker looked terrible, too. <laughs> Temple made, baby. Oh, boy. All right. Trayvon, Siggs, finish us up. All right. I'm going to go with the old faithful here and Ben Roethlisberger as my least valuable quarterback. Uh, he has he has one 300-yard passing game. He has not had a game over 20 points in fantasy. His highest is 16.2, and he just – he looks like it's time. It should have been time last year. It's showing now. And that group of wide receivers is too good for him not to have a 20-point game at all this season. So Ben Roethlisberger is my least valuable quarterback. 6.4 yards per completion. Mm -hmm. like, what? Yep. <laughs> what? I can't, I can't even divulge any farther. I mean – He's done also. It's it's time. Mike, who is your last LVP? All right. Um, I apologize if we have any uh, fans of the Chicago Bears listening. Cover your ears. I'm about to pile on um, because <laughs> Allen Robinson is my wide receiver LVP. Um, he was drafted as the, I believe, 15th wide receiver overall in our league. Um, end of the fourth round. Um, he is currently the wide receiver 59 in our league. Um, you know, like we're talking about with the quarterbacks, it kind of, you know, it falls on Justin Fields or I guess Andy Dalton for the little bit of time that he was starting. Um, that he just, he can't get the ball. He can't rack up any points um, for a guy that, you know, I think was thought, you know, very highly of the last two, three seasons. Uh, he's become a non-factor. Yeah, I feel so bad for Allen Robinson. Get this man a quarterback. He's so good. 
<laughs> I feel so bad. Um, do, you think, do you think he wants Blake Bortles back yet? I, w- I would if I said <laughs> 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. Give me that. Uh, All right. Um, Tony, who's your final LVP? I, I thought you forgot me. I, <laughs> my, <laughs> my final LVP going quarterback, Baker Mayfield. We've talked about that before. He was a fifth-round pick. He's the 25th-ranked quarterback. I know that they're a run-first offense, but even with some of the targets that he has, there's he, he just doesn't produce. I mean, he's averaging, I think, 16 points a game. You know, the, uh, Paul Seam didn't really miss a beat without him playing quarterback this week, which in our league should be a, a big problem when you can't start two quarterbacks. It didn't really matter because Mayfield just doesn't score enough points, uh, and especially from a number one pick. I mean, I I was a big uh, Baker Mayfield fan coming out of college, but I he just hasn't shown that he's really deserving of that number one pick. Agreed. Too many commercials, maybe. <laughs> it's a big house. It is a very is. big house. He's probably cleaning a lot. I mean, t- couldn't watch film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maddie, staff infection. Give us our last LVP. Well, uh, with respect to the commissioner uh, who took this guy and relied on him to be his quarterback, I got to go to a And... When I say LVP, I'm, I'm kind of lumping in with two of the entire Miami Dolphins team, to be perfectly frank. I think that, you know, coming into this season, you look at what they did last year, you look at what Brian Flores did last year, and you're thinking, okay, this could be a team that challenges for a wild card spot. And, you know, Tua gets hurt. He really hasn't been that impressive. They lose a heartbreaker last weekend to a bad Atlanta Falcons team. They gave Jacksonville their first win with, which once again, apologies to the commissioner is a bad team. Um, so I think two has really been a disappointment. You, you kind of look at him as somebody who could have been like the Jalen hurts kind of guy, you know, maybe not a great quarterback, but puts up enough stats with his arm that his legs kind of fill in the difference it's not like he doesn't have weapons. You know, Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki, those are good football players. And, you know, Jalen Waddell, um, I really think, too, is not really performing to what his potential could be. Well, I saw a rumored trade not too long ago that was going to have Deshaun Watson going to Miami and Tua ending up in Washington. And uh, I, I, that really piqued my interest. I would love to see Tua just go and throw a shitload of slants to Terry McLaurin, um, maybe some dump-offs for uh, Antonio Gibson, and really help those players do something. Yeah, boost their PPR numbers. Yeah, like give to it to me. The Melonheads would also support that trade. <laughs> that great trade. <laughs> the Melonheads, that they would. So our, our LVPs... At running back, Miles Sanders, Christian McCaffrey, 
Saquon Barkley, Antonio Gibson, and Mike Davis. That's a fine list. Our wide receiver clunkers are Brandon Ayuk, Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley, uh, Robbie Anderson, and Allen Robinson. Another great group. And our quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield, Tua, and Ryan Tannehill. Yuck. Um, did we miss anybody? Um, let's see. Uh, Russell Wilson, I wanted to throw out there. I know he's he's missed the last two games, but I think he's put up some duds for somebody that usually, at least in the first half of the season, puts up huge numbers. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, let's just get into uh, some risers and fallers. We'll go around the table real quick. Hit me with some risers. Who do you see as guys who could be, you know, uh, league winners for the rest of this season? Mike, kick us off. Um, I, gotta, I guess I'll, I'll go with a couple here going off Paul talking about Tua there. Um, I do think the weapons in, you know, Miami are actually pretty good. Um, I like Gasicki. I like Jalen Waddle, both as risers. Um, I think since Tua's has come back, you know, what, two, three weeks ago, whatever that was, um, Gasicki's averaged, I think 18 points or something as a tight end, which is, which is great. Um, Jalen Waddle has been in the end zone a bunch. Um, so, I mean, if he can, you know, have any semblance of consistency and get them the ball, I think they're going to be really, really big players for the second half. With that, um, Tony, you got me a riser? Uh, I got to go back to Fournette. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how well he's done uh, this season. You know, he – we talked about the idiot that traded – Drafted Kyle Jones before uh, Fournette and Fournette's getting 15, 17. Ronald picked up first for uh, a. So I, I got to go with Fournette. He's been really good. I agree. We're seeing those touches continue to climb. That's a great riser. Uh, Maddie Staff Infection, you got me a riser? Yeah, I'm probably going to get branded as a homer for this one, but got to go with C.D. Lamb. Um, kind of emerging as one of Dak's favorite targets. Uh, really dominates slot, middle of the field. Can pull in the deep ball, runs his routes absolutely incredibly well um, on an offense that might be one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Um, big C.D. Lamb fan. Um, also, just one more little bonus pick here, kind of like Michael Carter, uh, who's quietly getting a lot more touches within that Jets offense. Um, and if they're going to be without Zach Wilson for a few weeks, he might see a little bit more uh, of the offense sort of leaning on him, um, or at least a little bit more opportunity within the offense. So a couple of names there for everybody. Love the Michael Carter pick because he was the first running back I wrote down. Uh, he's been seeing a ton of touches and finding the end zone. I think he had eight receptions last week, which is pretty awesome. I'll take that. Uh, Trayvon, you got me a riser. Well, he took my Michael Carter, but I am also going to take a jet, and we are going to go with Joe Flacco. That's right, Joe <laughs> Flacco. You can laugh all you want. The Jets are terrible, and they're going to have to throw the football. And if Joe Flacco does well for two to four weeks, what's the point of putting in Zach Wilson again? 
to only to get him hurt. I think Joe Flacco is still a good quarterback. I think he could sling it. Don't throw it to Robbie Anderson because he drops everything. But him and Corey Davis, that connection, I think will be good fantasy-wise. Don't know about the Jets being good at all. But fantasy-wise, that will be a good garbage time pick up there. <laughs> it's funny because you just said the Robbie Anderson. But, uh, I mean, he looks like he plays for the Jets, but he plays for the Panthers now. I get what you mean, though. Oh, Sam man. John- That's okay. <laughs> I screwed up. <laughs> all right. Uh, you, have no, you have no idea how many mistakes I make. <laughs> One time I meant to say um, Mike Zimmer, and I said Don Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing about it for like 24 straight hours. You forgot Jeremy's name for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I couldn't remember the man's name. All right. <laughs> anyway, my riser, I have Richard Bateman. Uh, first round pick this year for the Ravens, just coming back off an injury. And we're seeing him run a ton of routes. And um, while he's definitely playing second fill right now to Marquise Brown and, and uh, the fucking tight end, whose name I can't remember right Mark now. Andrews. Mark Andrews. I was thinking Adams. I was like, that's not it. All right. Yeah, Andrews. Uh, Rashard Bateman's running a ton of routes, and he's getting open. And I tell you what, this is not the same old Ravens. They are not. They are not having the success running the football that they're used to having, and they are having to throw it a lot more. And I think Rashard Bateman could be a a good option as the third receiver for the Ravens. So I took Rashard Bateman to be a riser. And one more name I want to throw out is Carson Wentz. This man is on the rise. He had one interception on the season, 10 touchdowns. Give me Carson Wentz. The Colts look great. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> now we're going we're gonna to finish off the midseason extravaganza. First of all, thanks, guys, for coming on and doing this. I wanted this to be the biggest episode. I wanted to hear every single voice from the KOLL on it, as well as my brother, Trayvon Siggs. Um, obviously, we're not going to get the silent assassin, but the majority, the majority of the league did make an appearance, so I appreciate it. Awesome. Now we're going to finish it off with some fallers. Trayvon, give me some fallers. Uh, my biggest faller is somebody we've already mentioned, but Ronald Jones, he's not worth having anymore. Leonard Fournette has taken over, and until Leonard Fournette either fumbles or gets injured, Ronald Jones is pretty much useless at this point. Yeah, uh, Thanos hit him with the snap, and he is gone. Um, let's go with Tony. Give me a faller. Tyler Lockett. And I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, the issues with, um, Russell Wilson. But, you know, the last couple double digit points, um, he's a guy that you'd expect to have uh, a pretty good, pretty big game. And then I'll also pick from earlier. Um, he's a guy, I think he was drafted in like the fifth round for, in our league. And, you know, he's been, he's been pretty average as well this year. Yep. A couple of good picks there as well. Let's go with Mike. You're in the middle again. Give me a faller. Uh, as far as a faller goes, I am going to go with T Higgins. 
somebody that I was very high on going into the season. Um, I think um, we all kind of overreacted to the Jamar Chase can't catch the NFL football in the preseason stuff. Um, I thought T. Higgins was going to be the number one option in that offense, no doubt. Um, he's obviously not. Jamar Chase gets the ball, you know, way more than he does. Um, and I think, you know, Chase is only going to see more and more of that, you know, target share going forward. So I've got T. Higgins as somebody that's going to be falling. Agreed. Um, that was and my faller. Can I add a little bit of a, a fake award here? I don't know if he's a faller. I don't know if he's a riser. I don't know what the hell he is. Um, it's the what the hell do I do with you every week award uh, to Miles Gaskin. Uh-huh. Um, because he either scores, <laughs> he either scores two points or twenty-five. Um, there is no middle ground, um, and I am zero for three on the last three weeks on starting and sitting him. Um, started him for his three-point performance and his point three-point performance, um, and benched him for his thirty and seventeen-point performances. So uh, good for me. Yep, that's, that's my And listen, <laughs> you are not alone. Everybody benched him when he was good and played him when he was bad because he comes out and he gives you three points and you're like, okay, I'm not, I, I can't play him next week. Then he hits you with the 30 and you're like, oh, I, I guess I got to play him. And he goes <laughs> three and you're like, fuck this guy. I can't play him. And he does it again. Uh, the guy's incredible. I mean, it's, it's the Dolphins. It's the roller coaster relationship with Miles Gaskin. Yeah, uh, that's that's why I didn't draft him. <laughs> so, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, uh, Maddie, staff infection, you got a faller for me. Um, we mentioned him already, uh, but I would say Sam Darnold has to be somebody that's talked about, you know, a lot of hype going into that week four matchup with Dallas. And ever since then, they've been on a four game losing streak. Uh, and he's just been benched uh, for Temple's own PJ Walker straight out of the XFL. Um, <laughs> you know, so. I think a lot of people got really excited uh, about that offense and then they lose Christian McCaffrey, but Chuba Hubbard hasn't been too bad. DJ Moore has quietly had a really good season, Um, but Sam Darnold just really sort of falling off the face of the earth, really, you know, kind of a prove it game against Philly a couple weeks ago where, you know, he he really just didn't show up uh, in a game that if Carolina was for real, uh, you kind of take care of business of a team that just really isn't that good. Um, and they didn't do it. And I think Sam Darnold is sort of reverting back to some of his old habits uh, that he had with the Jets. So Sam Darnold, somebody that I think is a disappointment. And I think that DJ Moore and, and Chuba Hubbard and the rest of that offense probably goes with it. Cause I'm not sure PJ Walker's lighting the world on fire. Can't agree with that. However, I, I, I there is growing speculation that Deshaun Watson is going to be traded to Carolina. There's growing speculation that this is going to happen, so keep an eye on that. The trade deadline is early next week, I believe, or late this week. So uh, I, I, I believe a move is going to be made for Deshaun Watson, and if he's traded, he's going to play. So I got two names on my fallers list that I want to bring up, and I'll save the good one for last. First one is David Montgomery, and again, for no fault of his own, he was incredible when he was on the field. But I, how can you not continue to give the ball to Khalil Herbert, even when he comes back? I, in fact, I went as far to on my MVPs. The other running back I thought about taking was just the Bears running backs overall. 
In three starts, David Montgomery has 300, 309 yards and three touchdowns. I'm sorry, four starts. Herbert, in his three meaningful games, 75 yards, 97 yards, 100 yards. And then da- Damian Williams, in his two meaningful games, 55 and a touchdown, 64 and a touchdown. I don't know how you can just continue to pound David Montgomery as you were uh, early in the season, coming off the injury. I think what we thought was David Montgomery, surefire RB1, is really kind of a low-end RB2 at this point, maybe less depending on Herbert's continued success. I think Khalil Herbert looked like a really good NFL running back. I agree. I think yeah. I think the weird part for the Bears is just this look like such a mess offensively. And, you know, Justin Fields, I mean, he shows some signs that he's an NFL quarterback, but at other times it it looks like a guy that could fall in the same boat as a, a Darnold where we're gonna be looking at this guy in a couple of years and being like, How the hell was he drafted as high as he was? Because he he just looks terrible. You know, we were talking about earlier where he's got, what, four touchdowns and eight picks. And and that makes it hard when you're a running back. Well, I think the issue, too, for Chicago is their identity has always been run the football and play defense. And, you know, they, they can still somewhat run the football, uh, but their defense has been atrocious. So they're battling back uh, in all of these games where they get down early and they have to get out of their comfort zone offensively. You know, they, they're built to win the 16 to 10 kind of games, and they're not doing it. Yeah, I think when, when you, you know, rookie quarterbacks, they struggle. It happens. But you, you kind of look at them and you watch them play, and you're looking for, you know, something that shows you a sign that they can be as good as they are projected. Trevor Lawrence is a fine example. If you just look at the stat sheet, he doesn't look impressive. But if you watch the game, he makes about three to seven throws every game that makes you go, wow. I haven't seen any of that from Justin Fields. I've seen it from Zach Wilson. I've seen it from Mac Jones. Seen it from Trevor Lawrence. I have not seen it one bit from Justin Fields this year, which is sad. I was very high on him, but I don't see it. No, I agree. And and to be honest with you, I, I mean, to me, your head coach, your offensive coordinator, whatever it is, who have they developed? And I know it's college, and I know – Urban Meyer has gotten himself into a little bit of hot. I've seen quarterbacks do a lot better under Urban Meyer than I've seen them do under Matt Nagy. I mean, Matt Nagy has really never had a quarterback that's looked very good. Um, Whether it was Dalton, whether it was, you know, whoever it was under, uh, whether it's Trubisky. I mean, obviously that was a mess. And now Justin Fields, um, I, I, I'm kind of in this weird spot where I can't believe I'm saying this, but I trust Urban Meyer with a young quarterback before uh, Nagy. I mean, I think there's a very good chance that he he screws this thing up. It's not saying a ton. So, so if I could just play devil's advocate for this for one second, you take away the Tampa Bay game and the Cleveland game, which have two defensive ends that are just monsters. I mean, Justin Fields' numbers are not terrible. I mean, 174 for a touchdown and interception at Green Bay, 
111 for a touchdown against Las Vegas, 209 and an interception against Detroit. So it's not – you take away those two games and it's not absolutely horrendous as it seems. So I'm not going to write them off yet. I do agree Matt Nagy shouldn't ever touch a quarterback, ever. But I'm, I'm just not – willing to write off Justin Fields quite yet just because of his athletic ability and the fact we know he's a playmaker if given the chance. So that's my I, take on I Justin think, Fields. I think just to, just to kind of complete my thought too is it's not as much that, you know, I agree with everything you said. It's just I I feel like he was in the Ohio State system and Ohio is kind of like Oklahoma where – a lot of guys look like they're really good quarterbacks when they play at Ohio. Those are really good quarterbacks. I mean, whether it's Cardell Jones, it's I mean, I mean, so on and so forth. When's the last time an Ohio State quarterback has really been su- successful in the NFL? And I, I really can't think of who. And I think that that's kind of my my dilemma here. You know, the combination well, of you State followed by Matt Nagy. You yeah. obviously skipped over Terrell Pryor when you were thinking about those great Ohio State quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to see the Chicago Bears, the, the NFL as a whole, I would like them to see them take Matt Nagy, put him in a rocket ship, and shoot him up to whatever moon they sent Adam Gase to. <laughs> <laughs> you know I saw some Matt Nagy's record versus uh, Shanahan's record is like significantly better, which is funny because Shanahan, I feel like, not to say this, I mean, granted, I don't think anyone's going to say anything great, but the the hate for Nagy is so much more than Shanahan, and Nagy's record is actually positive. I think Nagy's like thirty two and twenty four, where Shanahan's like maybe five hundred. Shanahan in, in, uh, inherited a very bad team. What, did he take him to the Super Bowl the second year? Yeah. All right, anyway, so I'm going <laughs> to with my last faller, uh, which I, this is interesting, and this is the most juicy take of, of the podcast because he was number one on my MVPs list. I think the biggest faller in the second half is going to be Jalen Hurts. Uh, I this he is so hard to figure out because again he is non-existent for three quarters. He is a don't watch the game and enjoy the numbers at the end. He is literally the maybe one of the strongest arms in the NFL. The guy can make every single throw he is just so inaccurate and doesn't seem like he can read a defense i do not think he is a good enough nfl quarterback to continue to play as a starting quarterback i don't see it Uh, he's great for fantasy fantastic for fantasy he runs all over the place he's got a great floor but he is not a good passer a gadget player at best I do not see him being the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles at the end of the season. And I I think just from a personal standpoint, I think Gardner Minshew is going to, uh, he's going to take over for the Eagles and he's going to go into next season as the starting quarterback for the Eagles, which is fantastic for the majority of us because that means they're going to continue to be bad. 
<laughs> I I agree with you. I, I would I, agree. The only the only thing that I see that with Jalen Hurts is if he makes it past the Saints game, their schedule is Giants, Jets, Washington, Giants, Washington. And when they lose those games, Minshew Mania will be back. So <laughs> yeah. Here's here's my problem with Jalen Hurts to go with you is that the first three quarters are right. He's non-existent and then he plays well. And I I think it's a psyche. And you go back to last year, they like had to trade away people to make sure that he knew he was the starting quarterback. And again, he gets into some controversy now and people are like, is he a real quarterback? And they just traded away Joe Flacco. So I don't know if he has the makeup to be an NFL quarterback right now. And it could be that Ben Simmons is on my mind and I'm thinking like this, but <laughs> I, it, it's starting to wonder, and you're right with the three quarters, like when the game actually matters, he's nowhere to be found. And then all of a sudden he's like, all right, I can play football now. So I don't, I don't know about Jalen Hurts. I think he will be the starter all year because they'll be like, yeah, he's our starter. He's our starter and then trade for somebody in the offseason because that's what they do. I don't but think that's going to hold up that. and fill it up. Yeah. I, I agree with yeah. with that, though. I think Hurts will last the season just because I think part of uh, Sirianni getting hired was him agreeing that he would stick with. It's kind of like an early Blake Bortles where Bortles threw like 30-some <laughs> touchdowns, and he was a great fantasy quarterback because he could run and he could throw a bunch of touchdowns. But at the end of the day, he had his limitations. Uh, and I, I mean, Hurts, you know, he's really not very good. I mean, he's – you can't watch Carson Wentz on Sunday and not wonder what the hell they were thinking letting Wentz go and letting Hurts stay. I mean, he's just not that good. I mean, Carson Wentz does everything better than Jalen Hurts, and and he did it on Sunday in a monsoon, whereas Hurts, you know, he he does some things well. He gets he pads the stats, but he's not an NFL quarterback. They should go get Nate Sudfeld again because apparently he gives the Eagles the best shot of winning. I'm totally (laughs) not totally not salty. Amen. Pick him up. (laughs) Pick them I, up. Tell you, I tell you what, I bet you they're really like crapping their pants in Philly because I think that they were hoping that even if if Hurts sucks, at least they'll get a decent draft pick. This quarterback class coming in looks atrocious. Garbage. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah, it is. There was some hope for Deshaun Watson, and now you're seeing some other teams that are interested. I, I heard that he, he has a no-trade clause and refused to go to Philadelphia. Well, who the hell don't think Philadelphia out. has the assets to go get them? <laughs> oh, they got draft picks. Yeah, they got Philly does pick. have the draft picks, man. They do have three round picks this year. Oh, yeah. Shut up, then. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. Um, Tony, I just wanted to ask you, were you talking about fantasy MVP, Carson Wentz? I <laughs> – Well no, – I'm just checking. He's a a lot better than the guy that was drafted number two in that fantasy MVP competition. 
I uh, I well, question every day, but I appreciate the fact that the Eagles got rid of Carson Wentz because as a fan of a certain division rival, I would much rather face uh, deer in the headlights hurts than uh, Carson Wentz. I assume you're a New York Giants fan? Oh, no, sorry, that's Mike. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, no, I'm a fan of the team that's like five or six games ahead in the division now. Probably going to wrap this thing up in about a week or two. Oh, and, and just still to- lose in the first round of the playoffs. I would just like we'll to confirm one. Round. I would just like <laughs> one more thing, though. Tony, just confirm for all of the world, you are also a Yankees fan. I am not. Uh, I'm not. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Well, I can't imagine what kind of moron you'd be talking about. <laughs> I hate to make uh, some awkward silence here, but I was—I guess I was stereotyping. That's on me. <laughs> I also don't like right. the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not Duke basketball guy. He, no, no. <laughs> he does love Notre Dame, though. We've won a lot of championships in the last 20 years, so you really got to worry about us Notre Dame guys. <laughs> all right. Well, all my teams suck. I would like to change my LVP pick to Ben Simmons. Can I do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck it. Why not? Yeah, he's, he's the LVP of every sport right now. That's just the way it is. So we said our, our MVPs and our LVPs are Ben Simmons, just Ben Simmons. Yep. Everything's Ben Simmons. 100% All right. agree. Well, this is a <laughs> this is a football podcast, boys. Um uh rest of the season, I mean, it's very exciting. Uh I like I said, I wanted to get everybody from this league in particular on the podcast today. Um so I just want to really quick uh your actual alter egos. Uh let's go with the longest yard. What can we expect from you the rest of the season? Uh, I think you're going to expect a very strong team, um, you know, right from the gate. I felt that I have, you know, the best, you know, ready to win a championship right now team. Um, and pretty much everybody that I expected to be dudes on my team have, you know, proven that. So I don't see that changing anytime in the future. Well, they, they proven. Okay. Um, next uh, forever on clean. Uh, uh, again, high points, not a lot of wins. What's it going to take to get you into the playoffs? Just don't let me get healthy, man. Do not let me get, get healthy. I got some guys that need to come back. We're getting some guys that are starting to get rolling. Don't let me get healthy because it could be ugly. Well, I got a COVID vaccine for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, melon heads. Uh, what's the ETA for a playoff push? 2025, 26? <laughs> I, you know, it. I think a lot of it has to do with the the guys that produce nothing. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Jordan Love, and Dobbins. And that, to me, is is where we're going. If Jordan Love's the quarterback of the Packers now, Deshaun Watson on the Panthers or he's on the the Dolphins or wherever and you got the top running back. We'll get back in the mix. 
All right. Uh, good luck resting your soul <laughs> on uh, Jordan Love. Uh, well, uh, they drafted him in the first round. They won't give on give up on him so soon. Paxton Lynch was drafted in the first round. Oh, there's a name. <laughs> wow, <he> got- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, and me, myself, as you know, who's Justice Beaver? I just wanted to let everybody who is listening to this podcast know, number one in the AP poll, yet again, it's going down. Uh, who's Justice Beaver runs this league? Uh, just put, a, put a fork in it. Let me Don't let me get healthy. All right. Anyway, Trayvon Six, thank you again for coming on to my podcast and talking football with us. Uh, it was a lot of fun. An hour and ten minutes. It's the mid-season extravaganza. Thanks again, boys. Always a pleasure. Thanks, thank boys. Thank you as always. Have a good one, guys. Bye. See you guys. Island Beast, welcome back to the podcast. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Mid-season extravaganza, here we go. You are three and four on the season, but a couple, at least a couple, maybe a few, a series of savage losses, just tough L's to take. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? What does that feel like? Uh, honestly, I'm a little worried now. <laughs> At the beginning, I was like, oh, I trust my team. Um, I, know, I, I thought we were going to pull through it. You know, I was a little nervous going through last week. Uh, with, you know, the bye week and, and losing a couple of my key players. But if you look at my scoring, like, it was my, my number one draft pick who let me down. I I, mm-hmm. I I believe I should be, you know, maybe two losses into the season or, or, or even one. Um, but my homes, man, he, he has let me down this season. Well, you brought him up, so let's talk about it. Um, just, an, uh, I mean, I don't really even know what happened in that game with the Titans. The Titans have a poor defense. It looked like a smash play for Patrick Mahomes and he just looked absolutely lost. I wonder if this is a testament to his per- per- perpetual, um, act, if you will, of throwing it to just Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. You have the Travis Kelsey spot, the uh, stack with Mahomes. But I think he needs to try and spread it around a little bit more. Defenses are picking him up. No, I agree with you. I mean, he, he I, it seems like he's an open book right now. Everybody knows his game plan um, and, and, and he shows. He, uh, he has let me down. Um, you know, I was I thought I was going to blow uh, out the melon heads this week. Like, I thought it wasn't it wasn't even gonna be close, and and the fact that that he played that way, I I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, first two uh, quarters, I was like, okay, you know, this is him. He starts slow. He's gonna pick it up in the second half, but no, <laughs> and and all I needed was a touchdown from anybody else, even him, uh, um, and I would have been good. But man, I, I think he's an open book right now, and everybody knows knows exactly how he's playing. Yeah, it was tough to watch, and it, it was extra tough because the, the the rest of your team performed very well. Leonard Fournette has been an absolute steal for you so far this year, and really so has DeAndre Swift also. You acquired Swift in a trade, right? I did, yes. Did and you then draft Fournette, Fournette, I actually got him very late, which I was uh, yeah. very surprised when, when, I, when I got him. 
Yeah, RB10 on this season. He's having a great start to the year, for sure, seeing a lot of touches. Yeah, and he's playing with, 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 with the GOAT right now. You know, he's if he's not getting the touches, he's getting the ball, you know, in open field. He's making people miss. Um, so it's, it's been great having him. Absolutely. And so, too, Emmanuel Sanders, another guy who was drafted pretty late. You acquired in a trade as well, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, yes. And and um, I actually had him in my fantasy team last year. And, it, 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 you know, it, when he was in New Orleans and it was it was up and down. But um, I saw him play once this year, if I'm honest with you. And I saw him on end arounds on, on um, in the slot spot. It, he was everywhere in the field. So I was like, I feel like he's going to get a lot of touches this year. Um, and then playing with, with, with his quarterback, oh, man, uh, I think he's going to be one of my other steals in the season. Absolutely. Now, I'm looking at your team, Ezekiel Elliott. Did you also get him in a trade? I did. <laughs> and Terry McLaurin. Uh, oh, man, I, I don't even remember. I think I got him from uh, – man, I don't even remember who I got him from. But I did make – I think it was the Mellowheads. I got him from yeah. my two biggest trades. I I I, I did with uh, the Oracle. Um, is it the Oracle? Oh my god! I hope that's his name. And and with the <laughs> Mellowheads. And I think that finalized my team, and I was very confident that we were going to win the championship after all my trades. And um, I even got McLaurin in a trade, Swift, um, Elliot. You know, so I I was feeling pretty good because I I think I thought at that point that I I filled the holes that I needed to fill. Um, yeah, which I think I did, but now you know my main players are not are not doing what they're supposed to. Yeah, I I just every player I wrote down in your bright spot, I was like, wow, didn't he trade for him? 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 Is like wheeling and dealing, man. I mean, you built a great team, just haven't shown up in the win column. But uh, I think a positive regression is a thing, and uh, I I think the remainder of your season looks pretty bright. But there is one issue with your roster I see. Beyond Mahomes' struggles, you do have a QB2 deficiency, if you will, with uh, Davis Mills and Danny Dimes. Um, that that might be really what's holding you back from uh, the the land of the elites. I I think so too, and that's something that I've been trying to uh, address. But um, for me to get a, a so a, a good QB two, I will have to give one of my elite weapons, and they have been consistent for me so far. So I don't know. I might I might take the chance, but we'll we'll see. You know, I'm gonna give it another couple of weeks and see where we are, and then see who's at the bottom. And who wants those draft picks and uh, and hopefully uh, get a nice QB too? Well, keep an eye on that trade deadline. I'm sure it is approaching. I don't remember the exact day, but make sure you know that trade deadline. Uh, I'm curious to see if we have a big push of trades at the deadline, like uh, like the real league. You know, I we might. I mean, we had a ton of trades in the first two weeks, and I was part of <laughs> of a lot of them. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure gonna be. Uh, I'm going. I'm definitely gonna be trying to acquire QB two, and um, you know, let's see. Let's see what happens. Well, it's on the podcast right now. Long Island Beast is shopping for a QB two. Let it be known. Anyway, three and four on the season. Long Island Beast, let us know what's it gonna take to push you over the hump into the playoffs. I honestly think that uh, you know, once Mahomes figure out it, it, you know, whatever he's going through. Um, I think I have a solid team. If you look at my scores, I think I'm top three in the league or maybe top four in scoring. Um, 
and 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 we're scoring. You know, I just haven't been lucky with with who I'm facing. And then, um, but I honestly think that we're gonna turn it around. Um, looking at my schedule, um, we're, we're definitely gonna come back. I I, I am. I w- I'm not gonna lie. I'm definitely worried, but um, I'm more confident that we're gonna turn around and lose the season. <laughs> All right. Absolutely, man. Thank you again for coming on to the podcast with the midseason extravaganza. And I'm sure we will talk to you again soon. All right, man. Have a good night. All right, brother. Bye. Bye. Oh, what a marvelous midseason extravaganza it was. Uh, I told you this would be a big episode, and it's probably the longest one I've ever did other than my draft day extravaganza, which is mostly nonsensical. Um, I hope you enjoyed the midseason award show with the MVPs, the LVPs, some risers and fallers. Had a great time with that four-man panel. Uh, fantastic stuff. That was a lot of fun. I liked uh, getting most of you on for an interview. Um, unfortunately, some people had scheduling conflicts and... Uh, you know, the silent assassin uh, obviously didn't make an, uh, an appearance. And our two young guns, the DeLongles and uh, Thick Dicks are, man, these guys are busy. It's real hard to get them for five minutes. Um, obviously, uh, scheduling conflicts again. You know, the kids work a little later than the adults do. You know how that goes. But anyway, this was week seven Uh Mid-season award show extravaganza, K-O-L-L in the books. Here we go. We're moving on to week eight, second half of the fantasy football season. We know who stands where. Enjoy your football.